Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What's going on, everyone? Thanks so much for tuning in to the Confessions of a Server podcast. I am on episode number 20. Yes, you heard me. Episode number 20. I have been doing this for 20 weeks strong. Well, I skipped a week, so I've been doing it for 21 weeks strong, but I have 20 episodes of this podcast. I want to just thank you all so much, whether you listen to one episode or all 20. I appreciate you so much for getting me to this point, keeping me motivated, keeping me wanting to do this podcast. I am 20 episodes in and I have a lot more in store for y'all in the future. I am Quaylen Harris, your host, the mind behind Confessions of a Server platform, where you can find all my relatable and funny restaurant content on Facebook by searching Confessions of a Server on Instagram, Confessions of underscore a server. And sometimes I do make content for TikTok and my YouTube page, which is Q Harris 8. Those pages aren't all restaurant content, but I do make some restaurant videos on those platforms as well. This week, since it is my 20th episode, I figured I'm just going to do an episode full of stories from my previous restaurant experience. Just like I've told y'all before, 11 years in the game, I have so many stories that I have told and some that I have not. So this week's episode, I'm going to share three stories, one about a Karen that I had to deal with. Another one was a manager, the first time I ever got wrote up. And the third one was the most awkward first date that I ever had to serve. So I'm going to go on and hop into this episode by telling y'all a story about a Karen that I had to deal with. So for my entire serving career, I always get asked the question, what is it like being a server? What is it like dealing with customers? How do you deal with your problem tables? And I always tell this one story. I haven't told it in a while, but this is my favorite story to tell people. Not only does it describe the kind of guests, the kind of customers that we get, but it also describes the clientele in my great city of Toledo, Ohio, to a T. This happened within the first couple years of me working when I was working at Outback. I have to explain this dish because it goes along into the story. Outback used to have a dish. It was their sirloin and shrimp scampi. They don't serve the shrimp scampi anymore, but they used to serve it over their bread. 
Side note, everyone who goes in the Outback, the bread that you are eating is not pumpernickel. It's not some kind of fancy bread. It's just honey wheat. Spoiler alert, surprise, it's just honey wheat bread. It's not that special. Everyone always like, oh my gosh, I love Outback's pumpernickel bread ball. It's not, it's not pumpernickel. It's, it's, it's honey wheat. That's all it is. I digress. Okay, that's the story. So <laughs> they used to serve uh, the steak. They, you get with the flay as well. Steak with shrimp scampi. The shrimp scampi was served over the garlic toast. They would just cut the bread in half, toast it, put it over their butter and everything. That's how, that's how it was presented. That's how it would come. This lady walks in, she sits at my table, she has balloons, it's her 40th birthday. She's with her two kids. Great table so far, like, as I'm talking to them before, you know, I'm like, oh, happy birthday, like, we'll get you a birthday Sunday afterwards. Uh, thank you for coming to spend your 40th birthday here with us. Like, I was, I was happy, because at that time, I did not hate birthdays, and I was still fairly new in the game, so, you know, I enjoyed when people would come in and enjoy their birthdays with us. She orders the sirloin shrimp scampi meal, comes to two sides. She got her steak well done. As their meals are getting to them, I notice my coworkers running the food. I go back into the back. I'm back there doing something or taking care of my other tables, what, whatever I was doing. And I go back into the kitchen and I see my manager bringing my table's food back. And she like slams the plate in the window. And she's like, this lady at your table, Quaylen has been yelling at me for five minutes talking about how overdone her steak is. And then in my mind, I'm thinking like she got a well done steak. So yes, it's going to be overdone. It's going to be nasty because it's also a sirloin. So whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. She's like, no, it's not your fault. I'm just pissed off because she was sitting here yelling at me, telling me how overdone her steak is and blah, blah, blah. And how we ruined her birthday. So we get an entire meal going, an entire different meal, sides and everything, new steak, new shrimp, new sides, everything. She takes it out there. As she's taking it out, this time I'm paying attention to my manager as she goes to the table. And she, how we always do, we sit there, present it. Okay, is this better for you? The lady sitting there and I can see the lady yelling at my manager again. And I'm like, holy shit, like we just took, this steak fresh off the grill, like it's not overdone. Like we, well, it is overdone because it's well done, but like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with this. It's completely perfect. My manager storms it back into the back. As my manager goes over there, of course, it's my table. Not only am I nosy, I'm trying to save my own tip. So I go over there and I'm like, is everything okay, ma'am? She stabs the food on her plate with her fork and she puts the fork in my face, like right up to my nose. And she's like, look at this. Look at how overdone this steak is. This is ridiculous. I, I'm ashamed that y'all would even serve anything like this. How horrible this is overdone. She's like yelling at me. And now she's yelling at me like I glanced down at her plate and I glanced back at her and I start laughing. Not like, ah, but I like start giggling. I'm like, <laughs> And then she's like, oh, so you're going to sit here and laugh? You ruined my birthday. She like throws her fork down. She's like, you ruined my birthday. This is the worst experience ever. And you're sitting here laughing because your steak is overdone. She picks it up and she puts it back in my face. What do y'all have to say for yourself? So as she's done, I sit there and I'm just smiling this whole entire time. She finishes. I say, ma'am, 
What's on your fork is the garlic toast that the shrimp scampi is served over. Your steak is the meat next to that on your plate. And I turn around and I walk away. As I'm walking away, I hear her kids, mom, you're so embarrassing. I want to, can we go home? And like, I am dying, like laughing, walking back into my kitchen. My manager's looking, she's like, is she being rude to you too? And I told her, I'm like, no. What she thought was her steak was her garlic toast. That's what she was complaining was overdone because it was crispy, was her garlic toast. At this point, my manager already like taking off her meal on her bill. She was going to walk it back out there. My manager went back to the posse, put it back on her bill. Like she did not take anything off it. She's like, I'm not dealing with this C-U-N-T. And she like gave me the bill. She's like, you deal with her for the rest of the time. If I go over there, I'm going to, I'm going to flip out. (laughs) So yeah, like this lady was so upset at us. Because she thought the garlic toast that the shrimp scampi came on was her steak and that it was overdone and burnt. So every time someone asks, like, what's it like serving in Toledo? I give them that example because that is the kind of clientele that sometimes we have to deal with. (laughs) This next story is the... First time that I ever got a write-up, and mind you, like I worked at one restaurant, never got a write-up, went to another one, got this one. I've only had about a handful of write-ups total in the time that I've worked in the restaurant industry. I might be a little hard to work with, but I'm always going to be respectful. I'm going to follow the rules for the most part. Like I am not going to be out of line and get wrote up or put my job at risk at any point. Before I start this story, I will say this. I am a very respectful person. I will respect you from the day you or I start working somewhere until you are disrespectful to me. And by disrespectful, I don't mean like we get into a little argument over something and we go back and forth. No, I mean like disrespectful in a way where you're rude to me for no reason. You're singling me out for doing something. Um, you're talking shit about me behind my back and it gets back to me. And it's something that's like, you wouldn't say it in my face, something like that. Like, I know, I know people talk about people behind their backs, whatever. Some stuff is harmless, but I mean like really being rude or if you're a fake to me, like those are things that I consider disrespectful to me. Some reason I always have managers who are disrespectful to me. I don't know why, but I always have managers who just think that they can be disrespectful to me or they try to single me out for stuff that other people are doing, so on and so forth. And that's why I run into problems with my managers for that reason. Now, I have other managers that are great. I will work for, for to the day I die. Like I love so many of the managers that I've worked for in the past, but there have been some that I just... They disrespect me, so I don't respect you at all. I'm still going to come in and do my job. Even when you are being a manager, I'm going to do my job because it's my money that, I, that I'm that i out here getting. I'm not trying to sit here and look pretty for you or make the restaurant look good for you. I'm doing it for myself so I can continue to work, so I continue to make money. This guy, who it was a new manager, I had been working at this place for a couple of years, established myself not only with my managers, but with my coworkers, with guests, everything. Like everyone knew the kind of worker I was. I'm a fun, 
loving kind of guy. I like to smile. I like to make sure everyone's having a great time. This guy comes in and he's cool like the first couple of weeks, but then he starts singling me out, trying to call me out for doing things wrong and stuff like that. And I'm a certified trainer. I'm a bartender. I'm a server. Like I'm one of the, I don't want to say one of the leaders, but I'm one of the ones that my managers turn to when they need something, when they need me to help someone out, when they need to find something on pocket, when they need me to do, like I'm one of those servers. I just, I guess I was a leader. I, I don't like to refer to myself that way, but I guess I was in some sense. He comes in, he's trying to single me out. Um, I had other managers pull me aside like, hey, Jeremy, fuck it, I'll say his name. Jeremy was like, Jeremy is saying that you're treating him mean or you're being mean to him and stuff like that. And in my mind, I'm like, you're a manager. Like, what? You're, you're a man, but you're also a manager. Like, speak up to your employees if you feel like they're disrespecting you in some kind of way. Like, don't be a little bitch and act this way. Like, and, and go to other managers crying and you're scared to talk to me, so on and so forth. But he was just so rude to me personally, like I said, he would try to call me out. I knew other things like he was trying to get with other servers and stuff like that, which is a big no, no in a lot of restaurants, but he would just always try to call me out. If you were a volume server for lunch or a closer, one of your duties that you could get is to do the side work chart. Once a manager trusts you enough, they'll let you do the sideward chart. I, I was doing the sideward chart because I would always be the volume lunch person, you know, the person who go from lunch to dinner, first one cut. That was just a shift that I would work most of my times. So I would do the sideward chart. One day, did a sideward chart. It was perfect. It was the best sideward chart anyone ever done. <laughs> I did this sideward chart and then I see Jeremy come in because manager would come in like two or three. And I see him just staring at the sideward chart. Like this is even before he like went into the office to do anything. He just comes right in and just looks at the sideward chart. And he takes it down. As he's taking it down, I'm like, yo, dude, no, I already did like that's not from last night. I wasn't being mean or anything. I'm like, it's not from last night. Like, I just did it. Like, everyone's on there. Like, it's good. He was like, yeah, well, uh, I want to change it. I don't like what you did. Oh, that's the kind of day we're going to have today, huh? Like, that's literally what I said to him. So that's the kind of day we're going to have today, huh? And he, like, he, like, snatches it down, like, walks up to the bar, and, like, sits at the bar and starts erasing everything that I was doing and started doing it himself. So I'm like, all right, bet. This is what we're going to do today. I'm here for it. I don't want to be at work anyways. Like, I just knew this was the day that I was going to get in trouble. So he redid it and he put one person on three hard side works. Now, if you have a side work chart, you know, sometimes you could put, you might have to put two people on one side work, but they're easy ones, you know, like stuff that you really don't have to do, but you just like kind of have to check this dude put one girl on three hard side works. So, and he like left two other people off of it. So as soon as, as, soon as he hung it back up, I, uh, I wait till he go, comes out the office and he goes and sits at the bar again. He's doing stuff. And I'm like, Oh, just let you know, you fucked up on the side work chart. And I walk away <laughs> and he like is following me back, which don't, don't follow me. I'm a grown man. Like, but he's like storm back, falling back. He's like, what's your fucking problem, dude? And I said, nothing. 
I did the side work chart. You came in here and redid it. And now you have this person on here three times. Oh, and you didn't add these two people when they were already, when they're supposed to be on here. And he just starts yelling at me. He's like, I did it the way that I want to, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you did it the way you want to, but you did it fucking wrong. And we're like yelling back and forth in the kitchen. And so my other manager who's there, he's doing inventory. He's like standing on a ladder. He just like points me out the kitchen. Like he just makes a gesture like Quaylen, just, just leave the kitchen. Just leave the kitchen. Like you're making it worse by being here. But when I am hot, when I am hot, I, I do not leave. I am there to win this fucking argument. But he pointed me, the other manager pointed me out the kitchen. And I, as I'm leaving the kitchen, I hear Jeremy, the manager who's yelling at me. He's like, you better start fucking. Or what did he say? It's, it was something along the lines like, you better start fucking. I'm your manager. You better start fucking uh, respecting me. And I turn around I'm like, you got to give respect to get fucking respect, dude. And I like walk out the kitchen and I do like a little loop. I come back and I go in the back and I start rolling silverware. As I'm back there rolling silverware, going really slow. Jeremy comes back. He's calmed down, whatever. He's like, yeah, um, I don't think we need you tonight. I'm going to you just go on and go home whenever your replacement gets here. And I'm like, bet. And I knock all the silverware on the floor. <laughs> He was like, why'd you do that? We're going to need silverware. I'm like, oh, I'm the lunch closer now, so I'm not value. I don't have to roll silverware, so good luck with it. Sounds like it's a you it's a you problem now, not a me problem. And I walk out, and I go to my other manager. I'm like, can I get my reading? Because I'm leaving right now. Luckily, the bartender was there, and like there, were, there wasn't that many tables, so my other manager got me my reading. And I left right then and there. Like I did my bag, turned it in, and I bounced. Now, of course... I knew the next day I was gonna, I was gonna get a write up, which I did. I came in, my uh, GM she pulls me aside and she's like, "Q, what did you do?" And I told her, "I'm like, look, this is what happened. This is how this dude has been treating me this whole entire time, and I just had enough of it." And she's like, "Well, you know, I have to." And I'm like, "Yep, give it to me. I am happy to sign this because I just got everything off of my chest." And she was like. You know, you can't always act like that. And I'm like, look, you know me. You know, that's not the kind of person that I am. I was just, it just reached my bullying point and I just had to get all that off my chest. And she's like, okay, well, you know, she has to say the GM appropriate things to say, like, this is wrong. I expect better of you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, listen, I know, you know that I'm not like this, but here, I am happy. And to this day, I will say this. I am happy to sign this write-up. And I was. I was happy to sign that write-up. But yeah, that was the first time that I ever got wrote up at work. So this story is definitely one of the most awkward first dates I've ever experienced and I wasn't even the one on the date. I was just an innocent bystander server just doing my job but I had to sit here and cringe during this date as well. I felt awkward for both of them. Um, before I get into the story like always, uh, if you're on an awkward first date, trust me it's not awkward just for you it's awkward for your server as well because we can feel that that vibe is off we sense that it's awkward and the one thing that i've learned about myself or things i've taught myself is how to listen even when i'm not 
wanting to listen for one, or I'm not at the table. Like I could be at a different table and I'm listening to my other tables to just to hear if they need something, if they mention something, or if they're just talking shit about me, so on and so forth, whatever you want, whatever you want to say, like we listen no matter what. So I was even taking care of other tables while this table was here. And I was just listening to the conversation, everything that this tables have. It was just so awkward. So let me go on and get into the story. First of all, it was at lunchtime. It was like this lady showed up at noon during like a Wednesday or Thursday lunch. Women, men and women. If you are setting up a first date and the person you're going on a date with says, yeah, the only time that I can meet you is during the work week while I'm on my lunch break, there's something wrong. That's one, they're, they're not being serious. There's you just get out of it. Just cancel before that date happens. I don't care how bad you want to meet this person. Like if they're, if they're not going to make time for you to set up a time where they might potentially be able to run over and like, cause you're in a good conversation this date, you might think it's the last 15 minutes, but actually last four hours. Like that's the kind of first date you want to try to have, right? I'm not turning this into like a relationship session, but I'm just like, you know, so this lady shows up at noon, she sits down and I'm like, you go through the spiel, like, Hey, can I get you something to drink? Bring back the drink. Can I get you an appetite? She's like, Oh no, I'm waiting for someone. 10, 15, 20 minutes go by. I go up to this lady. You mind? She got there at noon. I'm like, um, you still waiting for your party? Like for the other person to come or you just want to go on an order? She's like, Oh no. He won't be here till one when he's on his lunch break. I stopped and I said, huh? She was like, yeah, this is a first date. And uh, he set up during his lunch break and he's going to be here at one. And I was a little nervous. I just wanted to make sure I got here early. And I was like, ma'am, you got here an hour early. Like you are already making things very awkward for yourself by showing up an hour early to a first date let alone it's during lunch. So it's going to be, it's during lunch, during his lunch break. Um, I didn't say that to her. That's just what I was thinking. She was like, yeah, I just, I I'm just don't know what to do. Like I'm sitting here. I don't want to text him and tell him that I'm here waiting for him or anything. So I'm just, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to wait. Finally, as I'm like refilling her water for like the 19th time, the gentleman comes over and, you know, they have the first awkward exchange. Like they don't know if they should hug. They don't know if they should handshake. And she handshakes him and he's like, oh, sorry, I'm running a little bit late. And she was like, oh, no, it's fine. I've been here since noon waiting for you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And you just see the look on his face. Like he just stops. He's like, and he even says noon. She's like, yeah, I just wanted to make sure there wasn't any traffic. P.S. It's Toledo, Ohio. We don't have that much traffic. If we have any traffic, it's going to be like five minutes. Like, you don't have to leave somewhere an hour early. Or you don't have to leave somewhere to get somewhere an hour early if you're going to think about running into traffic. Um, So they sit down. They order. And by this time, like, it slowed down a little bit at the restaurant. So I'm getting, like, a table here and there. But every time I go up to this table, I hear their conversation and it wasn't even good conversation. Like the first question that I heard, and it ended up being like a joke for the rest of the shift with me and my staff. She asked him, so how do you feel about the color green? I'm like, what? (laughs) 
<laughs> I was taking an order at another table when I heard her ask that. How do you feel about the color green? Not what's your favorite color? Not, oh, green's my favorite color. What's yours or anything? How do you feel about the color green? His response, um, I guess it's okay. It's a color of grass and leaves. Like, <laughs> and then just got dead silent. So I immediately like run back and tell my coworkers that was a question. So the rest of the shift, I would walk up behind my coworkers that I told and I'm like, hey, how do you feel about the number seven? And I would just like walk away and they're like trying to hold back their laugh. But yeah, we just kept doing that. But that's the kind of awkward conversation that we were having. And I felt bad for both of them because they both seemed like they were genuinely nice people. But after like 30 minutes of this, like they get their food, the gentleman, we're all standing up at the bar and I see the guy from my table comes over and like my coworker was just like, oh, here comes your guy I was on the first day. Cause we've been talking shit about them the whole time. And he comes over and he's like, look, I have to get back to work. She's a very sweet person, but this is just one of the most awkward moments I've ever had in my entire life. Can I just get my bill? I'm just going to skate out of here real quick. And I'm like, I didn't want to be rude. Like, ah, that's, that's rude. Don't just leave her sitting here. But then again, I'm on, I'm like, the other part of me is like, you know what? I totally get it, dude. Run, run, <laughs> run for your life. Go. So I give him the bill. It was lunchtime, mind you, remember? So it was like his bill was like 20, like $19 because they both got like $7 lunch entrees or something like that. So it was like $19. He was like, look, here goes $80. He gave me all 20. He's like, here goes $80. In about three minutes, go over to her and tell her that I'm not coming back. I will call her later. Something came up at work and I had to leave. I felt really bad. I felt so bad for the girl. But then again, he did just tip me $50 on a $20 check. So, or like $60 on a $20 check. So I'm like, you know what? All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, but I will say I was honest with her. I did not tell her that something came up at work because I feel like she should have known. Like, that's what I would want. I'm like, look, he just said he wasn't feeling it. It was just a little awkward. And he just, he, he went back to work. He He's not coming back right now. She's like, oh, that's okay. I sensed how awkward it was as well. Blah, 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 blah. Like, we had a little bit of conversation. I'm like, look, if you... You, you can sit here as long as you want. If you want anything else, I will pay for it. Don't worry about paying for anything. But he took care of the bill. He paid for you. Um, he said he was going to call you later. And she was like, oh, I appreciate that. But no, I think I should go. I've been sitting here for two and a half hours. <laughs> I've been sitting here for like an hour and a half or however long that she was there. And she was like, you know, I, th I think I should probably get going. I got stuff to do. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. She's like, no, it's not your fault. Like, I'm sorry that you had to sit here and feel the awkwardness. I'm like, yeah, as servers, we, we, we can feel the tension between people. And I could have told you within the first 10 minutes, it just wasn't going to work out. She was like, well, you should have. And I'm like, <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, it's not my fault. You're the one asking him how he feels about the color green. Like it's your fault. But yeah, that was definitely one of the most awkward first dates that I've ever had to deal with. But I made $60, so I guess it wasn't that bad, right?
I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the 20th episode of Confessions of a Server podcast. If you've only listened to one episode or if you've listened to all 20, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. This is something that I never thought I would ever have. When I started Confessions of a Server podcast was not something that I was aiming for. But now that I have one, I am here to stay and I want to thank you so much for listening. I also want to give a big shout out, a big thank you to Brooke, Andrea, and Brian, the Cywork Podcast crew, for giving me this opportunity and helping me along this journey that I am on. So thank you so much, y'all, for tuning in. Like always, you can DM me on any of my social media platforms. You can email me, confessionsofaserver at gmail.com. And I can't say thank you enough. So, so thank you. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Peace out.